Um, okay. Do so, we need to do another intro? Let's do the intro. Should we do a sound? No. Please. No. Like, just like a magical and then welcome. No. no. Because it sounds like I'm about to start doing ASMR. Okay, fine. So. <laughs> okay. Pause. Pause. Hey, everybody. I'm Clara. Hi, I'm Abby. And this is Pretty Legal Nonsense. Let's say that together. Okay. Okay. Or maybe just one of us does it. And this is pretty legal nonsense. Like that. I can okay, do it this well, time since you've the first one. one. Okay. okay. So, hi, everyone. I'm Clara. Hi, I'm Abby. And this is pretty legal nonsense. Welcome. Welcome back. So, today's topic for discussion is the juvenile court system. Ooh. <laughs> We're going to have in, some fun Specifically with this one. in Tennessee. Uh, yeah. Because we don't really know anything else. Because, again, this is legal, l- the legal system for dummies. Yeah. <laughs> this is. If you don't know what's going on in the world, now you know. Yeah. So, and this is kind of, this is also. This is a very recent y'all topic. Can please fact check us because we're just kind of going off on tangents. This is. Some of well, the stuff we say, I like, don't quote us on anything. Yeah. <laughs> don't, well, don't quote me on some things, but other things you could probably quote me on. <laughs> okay. We, last episode we talked about how I watch the news more than. Clara does. Okay. <laughs> I t- I've told you it makes me sad, but I'm trying to now. It's okay. Um, need to point anyways, out. so <laughs> juvenile so, news. Wow, in okay. Tennessee. So we actually we had talked about this in our last very, class. Yeah, very recently. Yeah. So actually, we had the pleasure of going to the juvenile court in Davidson County. We did, and meeting the judge there. Mm-hmm. And um, we're not gonna say her name, but because just because we don't reasons. know, we don't yeah. know if we can. But um, you can probably figure it out. The judge there was absolutely amazing she's so nice she seemed like i've never like i was saying if i had to go to juvenile court that i, is go the judge I want yeah. because she kind of stated this whole thing that she does not want these children to seem like uh criminals yeah. she won't let them wear like um the criminal classic criminal orange yeah. jumpsuits she will not let them look like criminals she they're, gives them they're blue in the tennessee women's prison oh really yeah i don't know i don't look the same. i think they're different i don't know but For um, every like she was saying how she gives them it kind of looks like a prep school uniform it makes them look like children because if you put a child on trial in front of a court dressed in dressed as a criminal Mm -hmm. you are not going to look at them Mm -hmm. as a child you are going to look at them as a criminal and that's just that's not even like that's not even a diss to anyone that's just kind of how the system works like if i dressed up as a criminal and i had tattoos all over my face no one's no like like people are going. <laughs> did you eat ice? I'm so sorry. <laughs> like if I if I was dressed up as a criminal and I didn't and I fit the description of who quote unquote looks like a criminal. Again, yeah. not that tattoos on your face automatically no, no. make you a criminal, but those are like some factors that people yeah. associate with criminals. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of just like if I was sitting here dressed like as a criminal had tattoos all over my face and I looked like a criminal, you are not going to treat me the same as you would treat me if I was dressed like this. And that's just kind of the yeah. facts. Cause I mean, I mean, we've all done it. We've all profiled someone like, um, that's just human nature. Them. Like that's I mean, human nature. Mm-hmm. And even like, like, of course, obviously that's wrong, but mm-hmm. it's just that's like, you are going to look at someone and think of them a certain way because yeah. of how they dress or how yeah. they look. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people think I'm put together because I like to dress up, but that's not true. And then a lot of people don't <laughs> think I'm put together because I don't like dressing up. Granted, we're we're both on different panels and that's why we're dressed like this. But yeah. um, but I am very put together. <laughs> I think I have more put together than she does. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, I, I mean, I don't know. My life is just kind of 
what it in is. In shambles. Hey. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> so she's being mean to me. I'm, I'm looking for mean. a new podcast partner. It's the caffeine. It's in my system. I've had more coffee than you have. Um, because I don't want to keep taking sips during this thing. Why? I don't know. I feel nervy. No. Should I take a sip? Yeah. Do I have to make a counter? <sighs> Stop it right now. <laughs> I'm done. We're gonna have a separate channel. That's just ASMR. Okay, I'm done. Okay. Um but, but back to the juvenile court yes. system. I have always had really strong opinions on the juvenile court system. Like I because the age of criminal responsibility is different in yeah. every in every state. You know what I find so ridiculous? That there was ever a point in time where we would have put a child on death row. Oh, there was, the, I think. I, That's not. I see it all the time. can't do that now, at I least not the in the state child, of Tennessee. The last child that was put on death row was like nine. That's ridiculous. Or something like, like young. Like not, he's not coherent enough to make those decisions. But then I think. I feel like. I mean, like, I mean, you can, um, you can argue for this. You can argue with me and I'd probably agree. But in my opinion, I feel like if a child is committing a crime that serious at that age, that is not the child's fault. That is a parent. That's a reflection on the, well, but then again, like, here's my playing both fields. I think it could just go either way. Here's my playing both fields perspective on that is if we collectively say the age of criminal responsibility is 18, like the federal courts say, Age of criminal responsibility is 18. If federal courts say that, then the states have, state courts have to abide by that. Also kind of, I mean, this is like just my two cents. I feel like. You might be saying what I'm about to be saying. The legal adult age should not be 18. Well, okay. That's kind of what I was going to say is that. It should be 21. If, if we make the age of criminal responsibility 18, that change, that puts so many different things. That changes everything because, okay, you're allowed to join the military at 18. If the age of criminal responsibility all around is 18, well, then that why can't you? You can't rent a car until you're, what, 21? My you can't co- do it. My coworker was telling me, he's like, he's like, yeah, she can fight for her country, but she can't have a drink at the end of the night. Exactly. That is absolutely ridiculous. And I'm, I mean, not that I'm promoting alcohol, but what? Like, it's just. it's it, No, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Because it's like, if you aren't going to fully treat me like an adult at 18, I don't want it. So then that's the, that's the problem with people saying, well, the age of criminal responsibility. That's. That's me playing both sides is that if you're going to say the age of criminal responsibility is 18, then I think you have to move everything to 18. But if you, but then on the flip side of that, if you don't say, if you say, oh, well, because a person's brain is not fully developed until they're like 25 around that age. But then if you say that, then that means, oh, well, then you can't do anything until you're 25. You can't drink. You you can't do what you can't drink. You can't rent a car. You can't fight for your country you can't do whatever until you're age 25 yeah and in so my opinion it, i'm like if you are in high school like at all yeah that's should not be like there are 18 year olds seniors in high school that should not be like that should be a different thing because and you're while you're in high school like your judgments are highly like clouded. oh yeah like you are you are in this time like you have not experienced a bit of the real world. Not that I'm saying that we have either. No, we've, I am 18. We've, we've barely experienced. I am I turned 18. 20 this year and I don't. That's what I'm I saying. I know nothing. I'm like, if you are in I don't school, even know how, how to do my own taxes. How can you tell me that you are a full adult when you are at age 18, when you are in high school, um, and you have not experienced anything? Exactly. I think that's more like, I feel like what should be changed, because I feel like, in my opinion, the only reason it was ever stated to be 18 is because that's when, like, people you can, were allowed to join the military. Yeah, and when you can leave um, your home and yeah. live on campus somewhere. I but think that's just ridiculous. Sometimes to me. I think let's meet somewhere in the middle. If you'd want to be considered an adult, make it 20 because you're no longer a teen. Yeah. 
like that is where in, in my mind like i don't know where the age of 21 came about but like random I, I don't either but like i just think if you that's my because every state has different ages of criminal responsibility but i think if you like are going to set a federal standard on what your age of criminal responsibility thing is what your age of criminal responsibility is going to be and you say that it's 18 then then that changes you have to move everything to 18 yeah and it's just also like i've seen so many like documentaries and stuff where like there was a child who was arrested at age at age 17 yeah and then of course their sentence was just a little bit longer and even like she got arrested at age 17 and she was like she her sentence was like was like six months or something well and then there's centoya yeah Centoya. oh centoya's case centoya was so if a y'all haven't, student. if y'all haven't heard about the case of Centoya Brown, there's a documentary on Netflix about it. It is absolutely amazing. I've watched it six times. She used to be the head of our business department. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. No, she was. Um, so Lipscomb has a program called the Life Program, mm-hmm. which while you are um, in prison, you can take classes and get your associate's degree. And then students can also take. It's like ten to fifteen students can go and take these classes, yeah. and it's usually the Tennessee Women's Prison goes to take these classes. You've with taken these classes, so maybe you should I touch I've only taken one, <laughs> and I'm in I it right now. But it's amazing, and I think it's I'm a for I them. think it's a great experience. I'm in criminal law and procedure, which is a super interesting class to take yeah. in the prison. So Centoya's case, kind of just what happened to her was she was sixteen. She was sixteen, and she had lived a really difficult life. Like she had um, a mother who did not care about her. Um, yeah, who um, she was dating was a pimp. And kind of just what happened to her was she was um, prostituting herself. So she was like at a Sonic, someone, um, what? Eating ice in front of the microphone again. Oh. <laughs> so she was picked up at a Sonic by some guy who wanted to sleep with her. And what happened was like she felt very unsafe. Was um, it a Sonic? It was at a Sonic. Oh, I didn't know that. And she, so he picked her up and was like, okay, we're going to go to my house. So he's like taking her to his house. And then she was really uncomfortable the entire time. She get, she got really, she felt really like bad about the situation. And they were laying in bed together. And then what ended up happening was. Did he try to she, attack her? No, that's, <clears throat> so she, because like, she's lived a hard life with like just assuming the worst in people Mm -hmm. so he she had noticed he like turned around in bed and was like about she assumed he was going to grab a gun and shoot her Mm -hmm. so what she did was she grabbed a gun and shot him Mm -hmm. so like of course that is murder and murder is not okay but at the same time given her circumstances and her age and her age she was 16 Mm -hmm. given her circumstances and her age the court should have cut her some slack, but they yeah. did not. She, she was in jail for a really, 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 prison for a really yeah. long time. And then finally, like, she... Um, she so appealed she, it so many times. She, they were like, yeah, okay. And there was, um, we actually also met the... the yeah, the lawyer the, that worked the, on her the lawyer, case. lawyer that worked on her case. And I went back and watched that, and I watched him, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Can't believe I met him. But, but um, she was a part of... She got her. She was in the life program. She got her bachelor's, and she was insanely smart. And what's oh so smart? What's interesting to me is like she had fetal alcohol syndromes because her mother mm-hmm. was drinking while she was um, pregnant, and so what just kind of interested me was during in one of these like um, court like um, appeals, she's like sitting there, and there is like a doctor basically telling her she was stupid because she had fetal alcohol syndrome, which I guess did help her case. But yeah. at the same time, like, same time. it's just nuts to me because it's like, you're basically sitting there telling her she is stupid. Yeah. But she is she insanely so, she intelligent. Is so and now she's like, 
She's written books. She's oh like, yeah. She and she like, she's in public. She goes to public speaks all the she's time. She's amazing. But like, she I was would love to meet. Her. She was a minor when she was arrested for these crimes, and then she got moved to the adult prison yeah. when she was eighteen. And I'm just like, in that case, I feel like you just need another hearing, and you need to like get the full 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 story yeah. and check it out again and again and again and again. Because especially in her case, where she thought she was going to be attacked, like. And which is totally understandable if you look at her life, look at her circumstances, look at everything that's been going on. That's just, it's, that's kind of just what I don't like about the American legal system because it's just, it does, it focuses more on what the laws are and not why the person did what they did. Because I feel like if you do focus on why did this person do this, you are going to get a better understanding and and maybe that person then ceases to become a criminal in your eyes. Yeah. Because, like, I know, like, of course, oh, if you just came up to me and told me, yeah, Santoya Brown was a woman who murdered somebody. I'd be like, no, she was a child. She was a teenager who feared for her life. Yeah. So. But the reason that. It's just insane to me. The reason that I brought up the whole juvenile court thing is because a bill just got passed. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. Well, not passed. It's being considered. Okay. Um, It's professionally i just looked up the name of it it's professionally <laughs> called house bill 1029 okay and it's companion with the senate one of the one of the senate bills that's coming out um but it would send 17 year olds straight to criminal court instead of juvenile court you're kidding no i just feel like in my opinion that's not fair because oh, it's, because it's not fair so here is is it for a criminal crime or for criminal crime <laughs> Here's so here's the gist of it. So this proposed bill yeah. requires that juvenile petitions have to be filed to criminal court for all children who are 17 at the time of the conduct. Wow. Um, it also says that kids who are 16 would face criminal adult criminal court for robbery, attempted robbery, as well as any offense with a deadly weapon. So this cannot get passed. And then, well, it can. But then kids under 14 would start an adult criminal court for first-degree murder, second-degree murder, or attempted first- or second-degree murder. These are children. These are children. And I I was talking about it the other day, and we were like, is it because the juvenile system's overcrowded? And our professor was like, no, it's prisons are even more overcrowded than juvenile systems. And so it's just, it's so, it's bonkers to me. It's insane. In my opinion, like, if you're, like, what, 17 and committing, like... A um, serious crime. A serious crime. That's, like, I just, I... I, Well, if you're 14, you're going straight to criminal court. I don't have words. I just think, I don't, I don't know what I think, because I don't want to say that's a reflection on the parents, because there are some children who are... There's some children with some amazing parents who with still make bad decisions. Amazing parents who make awful decisions. And, and I feel like at 17, you can fend for yourself. That's, oh, yeah. If you're telling me a nine-year-old did something like that, I'm like, okay, that's parents. But I think... But then 17... But and then also different. some of them some of them do suffer from fetal alcohol syndrome. Yeah. Some of them do... Like, there are different... Some of them just have mental disorders yeah. and mental diseases. And I think it's... I think it's really sad. But I also know that that is the cause for a lot of violence in juveniles. I know. Or sometimes violence in juveniles come from, like, lack of attention from parents. I was just about to say that. Like, and kids do things. Like, I know. I, I can think of, like, four things I did in elementary school just to, to get, get your attention. parents' attention. Just to, like, 
for people to focus on me, especially because my sister was annoying. But hi, Jenny. But for <laughs> like 14 year olds to go to criminal court it's first is it's I can't I can't fathom my I can't fathom my 15 my 16 year old cousin who just got his driver's license being started in criminal court for robbery if he committed robbery i can't in good conscience imagine that yeah that's insane to me i just like for them to be immediately sent to adult court yes and what's interesting is the judge and um the judge we met last semester and she says like it is the worst day of her job when she has to send a child to adult court yes or when so i'm wondering how she feels about this probably awful yeah so it's just i don't know i just i definitely don't you should not at 17 like granted there is like not a huge barrier between 17 and 18 but even then i don't believe that 18 year olds should be put and i don't either i think so for you to make that even younger but then i guess because the whole point of criminal responsibility is like you knew what you were doing but then but then if you go by that logic i have a psych minor so one of the things that we constantly learn is your brain is just is not developed yeah. yet and it won't develop until you're in your mid-20s even like i know isn't it like women's brains are not fully developed until they're like 21 22 and then it's a little later than that men's are even like uh, men's are like 30 they're it's late 20 like mid mid to yeah. late it's it's all in your 20s it's nuts and but then if you say well you're the age of criminal responsibility doesn't need to be 18 then you're like okay because they don't know what they're doing then you're saying okay well what does that age of criminal responsibility need to be and then is that age of criminal responsibility for all crimes or is that just age of or age of criminal responsibility for felonies i don't know but that's that's oh i i I don't know i have no words on that that's just because i mean possession's a felony yeah and there's a rampant drug problem with juveniles well i feel like that then you have to like go to the like then i feel like you just need to go to the source for like uh, the, something i've always like believed heavily on the drug crimes is we need to do a better job at putting drug putting, oh a hundred percent i the whole you know what drug possessors pos- or creators makers well, what are they called drug dealers drug dealers that's the word <laughs> <laughs> it took me a long time to get there um, but i just feel like we do not like the amount of the amount of cops so focused on like little things like speeding tickets and not drug crimes don't get me started i'm sorry but i love i i have like friends and family members or police officers and like i love them to death but i just it's also i know it's a safety thing yeah i know you're worried about getting caught in the crossfire but i'm sorry this is your job yeah you signed up for this but i will the drug problem especially in like, in I, don't, I, don't think people, I don't think people realize how bad the drug problem is in Nashville because so. Girl, drug, weed isn't even legalized in Nashville quick, and I so, smell it on every corner. So quick story. Go for it. I saved someone's life oh, because wow. they OD'd and they took a pill. We're pretty sure that it had a drug substance in it. We're pretty sure I saved someone's life and he took. Was it laced? Yeah, maybe? we think we think his, what he took was laced and that he i was he was on a park bench and just keeled over and i'm pulling into this grocery store and minding my own business and someone starts yelling hey so we need to call 911 this guy's not breathing oh my so God. i run up there so my immediate response 
I'm listening. I'm just. Mind. I know you are. My immediate response is, someone go get some Narcan. What's that, that so Narcan's a miracle drug. <laughs> um, oh, okay. It's what you give to people that have OD'd. It kind of cancels out their high. X bio major over here. <laughs> it cancels out their high. Yeah. It cancels out their high, and mm-hmm. so it kind of brings them back to a coherent state. So I had to perform CPR on this guy because he wasn't breathing and had Jeez. OD'd. And someone uh-huh. ran inside to the grocery store to get Narcan from the pharmacy. And the pharmacist was like, I can't give it to you. It's going to be a hundred and something dollars. I can't give it to you. And she was like, this man is dying on the ro- on the sidewalk. And finally, the pharmacist just gave it to her, but it was too late. And the police and the fire department had got there. I finally got the guy breathing again with the CPR. Oh but gosh. And I remember he this guy came too. They had to like bag him and everything. This guy came too and he was like, what happened? My chest hurts. And the guy was like, because this girl just saved your life. Like broke your ribs and <laughs> saved your life. That's why your chest hurts. Oh. But we were, because I was talking with them. I know a lot of these firefighters. I went to school yeah. with their kids. Mm-hmm. They were like, he probably OD'd and you saved his life. And we're having this really bad problem with like weed being laced with fentanyl. And things like that. And I'm like, it's horrible. That and it's is, all being targeted towards kids. It's all being targeted towards kids because we're the, in the biggest problem that I am seeing, especially, especially in counties outside of Davidson County, is, is marijuana issues because it's not legalized in Tennessee. Fake vapes. Fake vapes. And some of those are laced. And, so, and people, yeah. but the problem is people buy stuff and they don't realize it laced. it's laced. And fentanyl is a very addictive substance. And so people think this is a very addictive, it's, it's a very addictive substance. People take it and not, don't realize it's there. I don't know, but it's like, like it's I, had friends, I had friends in high school who would vape and they would just, they, they were also like dirt broke because yeah. high school, uh, but, but they, they spent all their money. They would spend all their money on like fake vapes because they were cheaper. Mm-hmm. And I kept telling them, I'm like, you guys need to stop this because it is like, at least like, of course I'm, I don't. I don't vape. I don't like vapes. Yeah. It's just a big thing. But um, something that I, I was always just telling them, I was like, I, I never wanted them to vape in the first place, but I was always like, if you're going to do it, at least like do this. Not that it, there is a safe way, but do the safer choice because you don't know what you're yeah. inhaling. You don't know what you're putting in your in your body, in your chemicals. And all of this, it's like strawberry mango flavored. It's targeted towards yeah. children. And yes. that's what, something that I don't understand is, is like, because again, when it this was is first not that I'm pro vape, but it's like if you are not like you cannot just ban kids from using this when every product is targeted towards yeah. children. I'm not seeing any 45 year old men go buy a strawberry vape, oh, like a mango. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think when if I remember correctly, because vapes are still relatively new, mm-hmm. and I feel like I remember when I when they first came out, people you just need to take them off the market. At oh, point. well, because. They, when they first came out, they were for, they advertised them. There weren't like all these flavors yet. And they were advertised to help people quit smoking. Yeah. And so they didn't have like, they didn't have the dangerous labels on them that cigarettes have on them. Now, and that, and then later, and came then out now, now they're like one now they're pod is like worse. an entire, is like yeah, an entire they're worse pack. than cigarettes. And now they have all these flavors and everything. And I just remember being like, I had, it's so, aw- and like, they're made to be addicted for these, for juveniles. And th- that's what I just don't understand is if you're not going to eradicate the problem, it's not the juvenile's fault. Because that is, I mean, of course, like, that is your decision. Yeah. 
that is your decision to vape. But at the same time, all of these products are targeted towards children, minorities. And of course, like in high school, everyone wants to be the cool kid. Everyone wants to vape. Everyone wants to, like, I know there is many instances where I like had to just stop hanging out with people because they would just hang out together and vape. And I didn't want to be around that. And I did not want to be around that. And so I like, I remember I genuinely like had to like, I was either like left out or I just had to stop being friends with with them because it's just, it got too much. And that's the thing is everyone does it. I didn't party in high school. I wasn't, I, w- I didn't because we're out children with- of immigrants. That's yeah, why we didn't party. <laughs> well, no, 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 well, yeah, that of course. And it was also like I was never like the cool kid ever because I just yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't want to vape. I didn't want to drink. I didn't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like I literally look back on high school now and I was like I like I didn't even know these parties were going on. That's how so out of touch like I had become. I was the same way. It. It's nuts to me because it's just. Again, if you don't eradicate the problem, like I feel like whenever I know it upset a lot of people and this will probably upset a lot of people who do vape, but like that issue where it's just if you aren't going to get rid of like the colored, the pretty colors and pretty and yummy flavors of vapes, that is all towards children. And if you want that children to stop using them. Then at that point you got to get rid of those, and all and, and it all stems from the it starts as like an essential oil type thing where there's no nicotine in it, and you just start, and then you're slowly like, oh, well, I'll buy the one that's and got. Even like, now there's melatonin pens, there's all that. I'm there's like, melatonin pens now. Yeah, and do I'm you like, know how dangerous that, that is? No, there there's it's not nicotine. It's like they're they're like zero nicotine, full melatonin. But no, do you know how still, dangerous that is? Yeah, like. Oh. It's just, and the fact that now, like, there's melatonin pens, it's like, why not just, just take a melatonin gummy, guys? Like, I, like why I've accidentally taken, two? I've literally taken, like, one too many melatonin before and slept for a day. Like, that does <laughs> not need to be advertised I to know. children. I'm, like, I'm, I babysit on the side and I have had kids that will just be like, well, I want a melatonin and will run and grab, like, two melatonin gummies. <laughs> and I'm like, <gasps> I've like oh my gosh melatonin just because I know like I already am a deep 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 sleeper so I just know if yeah, I take I one, slept for be. like twelve hours yesterday I understand <laughs> <laughs> no but it's just like that's just I feel like something also like I feel like and I feel like that does connect to the juvenile system because yeah. it's like I feel like a lot of things is like oh like schools have caught students with vapes schools have done a lot of people like, that are in the juvenile system have been charged with possessions as felonies yeah. And I have a friend, it's actually, like, this This story, like, literally freaked me out. So she um, goes to school around here. She's still in high school, but this is a story. This happened to her last year where she went to the bathroom during class, and there was, like, two students in there. I guess they were vaping, and a teacher walked in and, like, took the two students and, like, talked to them and took them to the office. And then she got called in later that day, and she goes, why were you in the bathroom at that time? Because I had to pee. And she, yeah. She was like, <laughs> she was like, I just, I had to go to the bathroom. And she's like, are you sure you weren't meeting them to vape with them and smoke with them? And it like, she told me, I'm, I don't remember the full story. She told me mm-hmm. this a while ago, but she told me it had gotten to a point, like they did not believe her. And she was saying like, she genuinely had to pee. They went through her entire backpack. Oh yeah. So I went to a private Christian school and they would do like random drug tests and like we had drug dogs every other we, week. Oh, we would have drug dogs that would come to the school, but <laughs> they um would like people would hot box in the bathrooms. Not oh, lord. And I'd be like, so you'd walk in and get a secondhand high, and then have to leave, 
And I'm like, that is, but, but all the, like most of the juveniles that are in the, that have been in the juvenile system or are in the juvenile system were arrested on these felony charges. Mm-hmm. And like, as a, as a juvenile, you're given a lot of second chances when it comes to possession. Um, because possession is a felony. I learned that the other yeah. couple weeks ago. Yeah. Well, I kind of knew, but then I learned it's like specifically, like, I think it's a class D felony. Oh, I thought, I mean, I knew it was a felony. It's I didn't either know it D was or like e. little things like, like, or not little, but like even like weed. It's possession of certain drugs that's considered hard that's, felonies. Okay, that's what I thought. But like, um, I think the others are just misdemeanors, but you're given a lot of second chances as a juvenile mm-hmm. and but then it gets to a certain point and it's just like you've got to either go to rehab or go to jail. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just <sighs> my thing is also like, I mean, while we're touching on this, there's definitely a lot wrong with the juvenile system. But at the in same everywhere, time, not just Tennessee, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, I also feel like we should also be treating um uh individuals in the criminal system yeah, as this the similar to how we treat juveniles yes. because it's not too late for them to change to change what they've been doing i mean i get it's it with not. like it's it's different with like murder and that's what cases. my friend ashley is doing with restorative justice that's the yeah. word i was looking for what they do is they um they go and they ask the criminal they're like what did you do yeah. and then they go and ask the victim what what how can they make it up to you yeah and then like like there was um um there was like a woman that they worked with that like um, a man had stolen her car. Mm-hmm. And so the way that they like did the restorative justice was they asked her, they were like, what they like caught him, but they were like, so what can we do for you to, for yeah. you to feel like, like this is like something you can move on from. And she goes, well, the car had my laptop in it and I, I missed out a lot of work. They got her a new laptop. They made it up to her. He didn't have to go to prison. He got a second chance. Yeah. For a car theft. So that's like. That's that's the thing is that I think. I think we need to move away from the classic prison system. Oh, they did something bad. Go to jail. Because yeah. they end up there. They end up right back. Well, and I, I don't know. I guess. Because they don't learn their I lesson. guess I'm trying to play both sides because like prosecution is my end goal. And yeah. like criminal prosecution is what I want to do for when I get out of law school but so I was talking to one of my professors about he used to work in the DA's office and work in criminal prosecution right out of law school so what 25 doing these criminal prosecution cases putting people to jail for the rest of their lives and it was like that was really hard on me and now he works in um criminal defense yeah because he just no no I just I feel like I feel like the restorative justice in general is just there's a better no res- way to there's go. There's like no restorative justice in the criminal system. No, not like anymore. Like if we're going to do that for anymore, there never was. If we're not if we're going to do that for the juvenile system, I just think I I personally think that it's almost saying that like adults don't deserve a second chance. And I get it depends on the crime cuz I truly think it does. Like I I don't know. I I'm trying to play devil's advocate where I don't I don't know how I would like when people forgive murderers for killing their children mm-hmm. like i don't know how people do that i don't know either but like I, something like that i yet yeah, like yes i believe in the court system See, but then if you're but gonna then but then that provides all these issues of if you're going to use the same logic of the juvenile system uh-huh. and put it in the crim- in the adult criminal system then where does that line stop and start that's true does it and stop and start with murder does it like what 
But it's like I just feel that with especially with like, es- like, like especially in that instance, I know that that man he would he never like in the car scenario. Yeah, he had never committed another crime because yeah. he had to pay for what he had done. Uh-huh. He didn't have to just go to jail, come back later. Yeah, like. He genuinely, like, he had to pay every cent. He had to buy her a new car. He had to buy her a new laptop. He had to help her with her work. And he genuinely, like, she, like, he was, and then um, the the people who worked at this nonprofit, they asked her. They were like, how did this make you feel in front of him? Yeah. And, of course, seeing that you caused that to someone f- out of, like, selfish purposes or whatever, that, like, took a toll on him, and yeah. he was never going to do that again. So that's kind of why I, like, highly believe in re- restorative justice. And it's, and it's also, like, the same scenario where when we went to drug court last oh, semester. Yeah. So we visited drug court, and if you don't know what drug court is, drug court is basically kind of like a restart for for a lot of um, for people who have committed drug crimes or are addicted to drugs or yeah. whatever. They um, they go back, and then what? basically er, they, they go back. They, um, it's not a prison, but it's similar to one. But what they do instead is they teach him. It's more like a community. It it's is like they genuinely didn't seem like upset that they, they were there. They said, they don't "I wear owe this place my life." Yeah. They wear normal clothes. They, they live. They live on. They live in. They have like beds and like they're they're treated well. Yeah. And they they take classes on like um on like they grow their own food. Mm-hmm. They all have jobs yeah and there's like a multiple i know there was multiple levels and then once you get to a certain level you can leave but you like come back to live or or you can have like an off off off-site job and then come back and it's just like it's amazing i don't like i know we did a pretty bad job at explaining it but feel free to like google what a drug court is it's just it's amazing and then we spoke to some of the people who were there and they told us they were like they were like yeah i owe this place my life yeah like I can now change, like, once I am done here, I can apply everything, and I can go and treat people, like, I can I can go, and I can treat people, um, like, blah, 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 blah. I can <laughs> <laughs> keep that. <laughs> I can go, and I can, <laughs> like, these people, they're like, I can now fix what I broke in my life. Yeah. And some of these stories, like, some of the stories they told us, I was like, this is, this feels like it was straight out of a TV show. You remember the first woman that talked to us, the blonde? Vaguely, yeah. She, I just remember her. I, I don't remember the itty-bitty details of her story, but she was like, um, she was basically just like saying, like this, her story to me, it sounded straight out of a TV show. Like it didn't sound like it could be real. Yeah. Which is absolutely nuts to me. I'm going to turn down the volume. It's like giving me a headache a little bit. Okay. Is that so, good? That's fine. Just a little bit? Yeah. Okay, you're good. <laughs> I was getting well, we're almost we're almost done anyways. I know. It's like, like 10 minutes. Oh yeah, we've got 10 minutes left. But so I I like do remember like a little bit of her story and it's so I I think if I it's, really It was kind of similar to Santoya's, was it not? But not with the like No. Not like super similar, but it was like She was older. Similar to where she had a um she was older but she had, she had a, a bad boyfriend. A mother and a she had like a mother who drank while she was in mm-hmm. while she was pregnant and uh, bad boyfriends and she was prosecuted. She was prostituting herself and stuff like that. I think so, but it's just it's insane. And so. I think if I think that kind of, that's the kind of restorative justice that if we're gonna, but I don't know where you draw that line with yeah. felonies because drug possession is a felony, especially if you have the intent to sell, if anything like that, like that, they're all felonies. So I don't know where you draw that line. Do you draw that line at just? 
drug issues or do you yeah go further i think this all started with juvenile tennessee bill (laughs) but i mean i know we got off topic of juvenile justice a lot but at the same time, I feel like... I think it plays in. I, I think it does because you do give juveniles that sort of... And just people that age out of the juvenile system more than likely enter the adult criminal system. Yeah. So I think it just kind of works in in the sense that, like, whenever... Like, uh, although, like, there's mu- obviously much to be improved in the juvenile system, you so do... much. Of course. But they, they do offer them that restorative justice. And they yeah. don't offer that to the adult prison system. Yeah. Which I feel like that is something that needs to be integrated a, at least. They a don't bit. offer it normally into a into adult, and I think that's something like that's like saying, okay, you're like thirty too too late for you. You're a prisoner. Goodbye. Well, like I'm you're saying, done. a lot of people that are in the juvenile system like either age out of the system and move into have to finish their sentencing in adult criminal, which is the so adult criminal jail ridiculous. system, or they um, imagine making a mistake when you're fifteen and it's with you for the rest of your and life, and then now you're like. Now you're like 25 and you're in, you're still like paying yeah. for that mistake. That's what, that's what happens. Which, or like, some people like only they're juveniles and they're only in which jail I am for a, a certain believer. Time. I am a firm believer of like punishments and consequences. Yeah. But I feel like there needs to be a line drawn. Finish up. Yeah. But there needs to be that line drawn. Yeah. But, um, so kind of just to, let's like to wrap, wrap it up, up here. So How do you wrap this up? I just, all in all, like... All in all, the juvenile system needs to be fixed, and Tennessee is passing a bill that is hindering it more than it is fixing it. And really, that's only going to make the adult criminal courts more crowded, more more criminal exactly. systems more crowded, so I don't know how that's going to fix anything. That's the thing is, I feel like we try to solve problems that... Um, we try With to, awful solutions. We try to solve problems, and then the solutions genuinely add to the problem. Yes. But, um, either way, thanks for listening thanks to for this listen- episode <laughs> of Pretty Legal Nonsense. Please follow us on Instagram at Pretty Legal Nonsense. Um, I think that's all we got. I think that's it. And hopefully our TikTok account, which will be posted on our Pretty Legal Nonsense Instagram page. Yes. When I make it. Soon. <laughs> all right. Which we'll probably post all the bloopers and stuff. So 100%. All right. Thank Bye, everyone. Guys. Thanks. Bye.